0: Welcome to DocuPied, a podcast about anime, manga, light novels, and industry news. I'm your host, Brandon, otherwise known as DocPe, and this episode, we're going to be talking about another manga series. As you already know by the title of the episode, we're going to be talking about Teasing Master Takagi-san by Soichiro Yamamoto. The series is published in English by Yen Press. There are currently nine volumes released. The 10th is due out on November 17th. The series is ongoing in Japanese. I believe they have 14 volumes or so released so far. And there are actually two spin-off manga series for this. And I'll get into that later and what they are, but there's actually quite a bit of content. So I'll kind of start off by saying that my initial exposure to this series was actually long before the anime. Um, I've been following this author for a while. Suichiro so Yamamoto has not many works to his name, but quite a few that I very much enjoy. Um, Takagi-san and Kyoko-chan were the kind of two works that both started around the same time in 2013, I think it was, and that made the rounds online. And I've been kind of following and been interested in his work ever since then. And then of course we have the anime adaptation for Takagi-san. It so far has gotten two seasons, something that I'm very happy with. I love the series, I quite enjoyed the anime, and I'm not gonna really get too deep into the anime because I think that deserves its own like separate episode discussion, but I will kind of briefly touch on maybe the differences because I'm going into this assuming most of you listeners will probably have more likely watched the show than you will have read the manga or at least you've heard of the anime rather than necessarily knowing about the manga or maybe not i don't know i don't have a good grasp on you listeners out there so far anyway this series teasing master Takagisan, san and for a small little tangent here I don't know why they bothered to include the San in the title, like why didn't they just call it Teasing Master Takagi? Why add the San? And I'm specifically mean for the English version, I I just don't get why that was necessary. Anyway, tangent aside, this series is a slice-of-life romantic comedy. Pretty straightforward, it's not anything incredibly revolutionary, but I think it is adorable and incredibly well done. I love the characters. I think the story and the like chapters are very funny and endearing, and at least to me it's just very, very enjoyable, very lighthearted, funny. Overall, just a, a really great series to read. The setup for the story is essentially that our two main characters, Nishikata and Takagi, are in middle school. They sit next to each other in class, and Takagi is clearly in love with Nishikata and loves to tease him and so nishikata generally attempts to plan his revenge and get back at her with some prank but ultimately pretty much he always fails because takagi reads him like a fucking book and it's adorable and funny and you know he clearly likes her there's a it's a very mutual fun going on like especially as chapters kind of go on it shows how much he kind of values their their like time and friendship and The things that they're doing, even if they make him embarrassed as a you know middle schooler, this series is in no way a drama in that respect. So, don't expect other characters to come in and try and like worm their way into this or you know confess to one of the characters and create some weird love triangle story. This ain't that. Nishikata and Takagi are OTP. This is set in stone, firm. Nothing's gonna change that, and it's definitely comedy, not drama. Which leads me to the basic format for most of the chapters is that either Takagi is planning something and messing with Nishikata and so he comes and tries to think up some kind of revenge prank and the chapter could either be him trying to pull off a revenge prank or him being teased. Occasionally there are like in-world story events that happen you know, like a festival, a school event, gym. There's something that's going on that frames it. But overall, the, the main story is just that Takagi and Nishikata go back and forth in this kind of clear, like young, I don't really know other way to express this love for you kind of relationship. It never feels particularly mean spirited or anything of that nature. It's all very light lighthearted. It's not bullying or anything of that nature. Generally, Takagi's end goal is to simply fluster him, make him, you know, blush or his face red or make him kind of feel embarrassed or get him to like say or do something before he realizes that he's like, before he realizes that the thing he's saying or doing can be interpreted in a way that sounds like he likes her or something, you know, ridiculous like that there are um a number of actually fairly like tender romantic moments between the two of them where it's clear that they really just enjoy spending time with each other you know sometimes there really just aren't any pranks or any there isn't any teasing going on they just play a little more into the romantic half than the comedy half and it's nice that while i wouldn't necessarily say there's a lot of progression in this story that there is a little bit. I mean the general intent of a slice of life is that the characters aren't really there to go on journeys and grow too much as as characters and do all these things. It really does mean to emulate that it's everyday life. You know, most of these chapters could take place at any time, and it doesn't necessarily feel like a lot of like time is passing. Although in the story, you know, the seasons do pass, And things like that. All of that mainly is just to facilitate the fact that, you know, we get summer episodes, we get, I was going to say summer episodes, we get summer chapters, we get winter chapters, you know, etc. It doesn't really matter, like, what time of year it is or, like, when the story is taking place. It's not that kind of work. And it actually feels very similar to the series I talked about last week, Saint Young Men, but that's just because that's how Slice of Life manga are That's how they're meant to be. So this isn't the kind of romance where you're going in expecting you know, a big confession scene a couple volumes in and they start dating. It's not like that. That's not to say, you know, whenever they wrap up this manga that they will go ahead and do those things, but the premise and kind of main crux of this story, as it were, doesn't require that kind of development. In terms of art, I'd say that it's pretty clear over the course of, you know, the first couple of volumes, but looking from volume one to volume nine that we have in English so far, that the art has definitely improved, but it's also very much kind of solidified. I've always liked the artwork. The paneling is also very straightforward, I'd say, quite simple. Generally things are told in in boxes. There's an easy flow to reading it doesn't really require you know big complicated paneling most of the time in the artwork backgrounds are you know neighborhoods school in inside their houses um you know walking through kind of the small town area they live in there is quite a bit of like simple backgrounds that you see but it's nothing it's not like you're staring at like blank white voids or anything like that throughout the manga and I think for a nice like slice of life romantic comedy like this, it's quite fitting. You know, it really does have that like yotsuba vibe where you just get to see as the characters walk around where they live, you know, where they where they go to school, where they hang out, things like that. I wouldn't go into this expecting like being bombastic, you know, crazy artwork or anything like that. But I think the characters are are quite adorable. I mean, Takarusan herself is. Is very cute expressive like all the characters have a pretty wide range of expressions and that's I don't want to say half the comedy but that's a a good chunk of the comedy is their reactions the author loves to you know zoom in and and really go in depth on how Nishikata you know is reacting to everything that Takagi does or you get to see you know Takagi smirks or her you know blushing or A lot of her laughing, (laughs) obviously. And I'd almost say that may even be one of this manga's kind of specialties is the work on like facial expressions. It's just very well done. The character designs definitely kind of evolve. I'd, I'd say simplify a little, but they definitely become more cohesive as the volumes like progress you start to see the style solidify and eventually from there you have kind of a more solid character design that doesn't shift all that much going forward. There's definitely a lot of difference early on and so that's something to kind of look forward to is you know as the art or you know as Soicho Yamamoto adjusted to drawing these characters and figured out ways to you know simplify them or make them more appealing or interesting. I really can't recommend this series enough for anyone who enjoys Slice of Life, who likes romantic comedies. If you're just looking for a nice new kind of funny relaxing manga series, Teasing Master Takagi-san really has it all. There are so many moments you know throughout the volumes that I just end up finding myself smiling because of either how adorable a particular scene is or just how much I'm enjoying reading it. So like I said, I don't want to, you know, dive too far into the anime because I think I'm going to do a separate uh, episode on it just to give a, a more full impressions of the first two seasons in comparison to the manga. But what I will say is that if, for example, you have watched the anime series, there's a number of kind of significant notes to pay attention to in terms of differences between the manga. For a start... The anime series does not linearly adapt the manga. It's not going chapter by chapter, volume by volume. And this is by the very nature of the work, like I mentioned, as a slice of life, where realistically you could jump in and read any chapter, and it doesn't really matter what order you do end up reading them in, because it's not an ongoing, like, linear story necessarily. There are elements of, like, overarching developments Namely in that as the volumes go on, Nishikata starts to kind of accept that, you know, hey, maybe I do like this Takagi girl, and that starts to color some of his, you know, pranks or reactions a little bit, but that's not really, in the grand scheme of things, very much difference, um, you know, chapter to chapter. And so the anime very much pick and chose the first two seasons covered kind of a random slew of chapters from the first 11 volumes or so so there is still content that was animated beyond what we have released in english so far on the flip side that means in all of these volumes there's a number of chapters that were never animated that were never adapted there's a lot of like things that were told in different order and again i i don't think this matters it doesn't detract in any way from the anime but it's just a thing to note is that if you watched the anime, there's actually a ton more to enjoy in the manga. And I know that's kind of always true, but in this case, it's very specifically, there's just a number of chapters that did not get animated, did not get adapted. And so I'd never recommend you know, starting this story kind of in the middle. And you know, I'd never do that anyway. i'm I'm always the type that says, If you've watched the anime and you want to read the manga always start from volume one and I say the same thing about light novels. As listeners know I'm a big fan of starting from the beginning and getting to experience all the extra context and scenes and dialogue and narration inner thoughts all of that that you miss in adaptations and so I always think it's a waste to just be like well you know, the anime told the story up to volume 5, I'm just gonna start reading volume 6. It's like, no, don't do that, please. But specifically with Teasing Master Takagi-san, if you do that, you will miss out on a bunch of chapters that and stories that were just never in the anime. So it's actually a very good reason to start from volume 1. I mean, I think there's always plenty of good reason. But for those of you who, I don't know, are maybe averse to Reading some of the same things that you've already seen in an anime, this case might convince you to go ahead and do it anyway. So, like I said, I'm not here to get too deep into the actual anime because it's worth talking about on its own separately. So, coming back to the manga for kind of a final point before I wrap up, and that's related to the two spin off series. So, if you did watch the anime, and I know I said I was going to come back to the manga, but if you did watch the anime, you actually also got chapters adapted from one of the spin-off series, which focused on Mina, Yukari, and Sanai, the the trio of friends that are in uh, Nishikata and Takagi's class. They actually, those stories came from a spin-off, a two-volume series. And then there is the other spin-off, which is called uh, Teasing Master Former Takagi-san, which technically doesn't have an English title, but that would be it if there were one and it's not really a spoiler because like I said it's not that kind of series but that series specifically is a spin-off that is set when Nishikata and Takagi have a daughter called Chiton yeah there you go i did tell you that they were otp and there was no fucking with that so yeah that spin-off manga you know takes place in the future of the main series it's actually uh, drawn by a different artist Mifumi Inaba, and the artwork definitely emulates the original. It it seems very similar, it's different in its own ways, but it is very reminiscent. That series also has 10 volumes currently released, and I'd very much love to get that released in English. I follow the artist on Twitter for both the original and the spin-off, uh, so Soichiro Yamamoto and Mifumi Inaba, and I love seeing them post art for their series. And because um, the spinoff series, I believe, gets chapters released online that you can read, I've, I've read a number of them. And I always love seeing, you know, when the artist posts, you know, a new bit of artwork to announce that the new chapter's going up. But anyway, yeah, so that's the spinoff. I'd love to get that released in English. It has the same great, you know, tone and feeling of the original, but this time it's them as adults with a with a child chichat, and she has her own kind of energy and story, and brings her own flair to the teasing. But I think that's going to wrap me up for this episode's recommendation. Once again, that's Teasing Master Takagi-san by Soichiro Yamamoto, published in English by Yen Press. There are nine volumes currently released, and the 10th is due out on November 17th. You can pick it up digitally or physically, however you prefer. But definitely go read this story. It's adorable. It's hilarious. At times, it's heartwarming. And at least for me, a very funny series. Plus, the more people that support this, the more incentive there is to license the spinoffs. So go, 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 go. Go behind and read this manga series. Thanks for listening. Follow my Twitter. I am DocPay for updates. And please, if you like Occupied, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every little bit helps and helps other people find the show.